Britain has taken the checkered flag to win. That was absolutely brilliant. Oh, Sergio Perez is giving it everything. Oh, no, Maggie, that was so not right. everyone it's quarter past nine what the hell i've been up since eight but yeah Yeah, normally i'm up stupid o'clock but then the clocks have gone back so is this quarter past ten yeah this last week that's over a week ago oh no it's it's different for you no it's same no it was sunday it was on sunday it was sunday yeah it was sunday i don't know it seems like a week ago three days ago um I know. Yeah, so I'm um, sorry. We haven't been here for a while. Cause... Yeah, so welcome to the Austin Grand Prix review and the Mexico Grand Prix review. Yeah. Uh, no, just like life in the way and, and all that jazz and stuff. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had we had a time set aside for, for the Austin review and um, and then we both kind of forgot. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that we were meant to do that. I've even mm. forgotten that we've forgotten. That's hilarious. We were supposed to do it um, on Friday morning. Oh yeah, just before Mexico uh, oh, practice yeah. started, uh, and then we both forgot. And I reminded you about ten minutes before, and you're like, "Ah, shit." Okay, so yeah, where was I on Friday? I don't know. Well, I don't it's know. all been a remember. bit mad. It's all been a bit mad in this house. I'm not. Cause... Go- I'm not going to lie. I was quite relieved when you couldn't do it because yeah. I w- <laughs> it would have meant that things were quite tight for me as well. But because Laura's doing her, Laura's got loads of assignments to do. So I've been on daddy daycare. Well, I've I came back from uh, Dublin from doing a photo shoot, and then. Um, and then I came, and then it was all back from, and then it was all a bit mad. Actually, I did a weirdly though, I did a, a grid talk. On yes, Saturday. you did. You did. I heard that. Weirdly, yeah. And I wasn't really. on it for once. Uh, you weren't on it, and and then it was all a bit mad because someone dropped out, and then yeah. Jared came in, which was quite good fun. Because uh, I can't like, yeah. And then, um, but I said some very sensible things, which made me laugh. Which that's is very, just that's very off-brand. Mostly about Alpine. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Would you like to enlighten us on this? We've got no content plan for this show, so enlighten yeah. us. Well, the, the, my whole thing is Alpine is hated by the media for some unknown reason. And I think there is a conspiracy theory going French. On. Yeah, but is it that? Is it that? Is it that the French don't have the audience now because there's no race in France that they don't bother showing the French, like why, why, why is the reason they are doing battles? We know they're doing decent battles. We know that Ocon and Gasly were have always are having an internal battle, let alone a external battle. So I don't get quite why we never see them, and we always forget about them. I um, think, in fairness, like it's been bad timing for Alpine because they've been doing some better stuff, but further down the field. So like we were seeing them at the start of the season because they were more in the points, but now they've fallen back and having battles sort of towards the bottom end and outside the points. It's also coincided with racing, getting a little bit closer up front. So there's a bit more intrigue up the front. It's not yeah, Max Verstappen see... just driving off into the distance. It is actually seems to be a bit closer. So I think it's more that the intrigue for the lead yeah. takes precedence over the fight for eighth. 
yeah. which I can understand. But it would be nice to see a bit more picture in picture, maybe, of stuff like that. Because they, they are, seem to be doing more picture in picture. I've got to ask, actually, because I've been watching races on F1 TV a lot more often. Because um, mm-hmm. if I watch them with my with my parents, then they watch it on Sky. But if I'm watching it at home, I watch it on F1 TV. And there was a lot more picture in picture for the Mexican Grand Prix than, than normally. So maybe that's an F1 TV thing. It must be because we on Sky. I'm not overly seeing it picture mm. in picture. I mean, I'm not um, saying like all the time. It was maybe four or five times in the race, but there was yeah. a, there was definitely a time where there was there was a big battle going on, and then um, and then instead of cutting away like they normally do, uh, there mm. was uh, there was a picture in picture of someone coming in for a pit stop. I can't remember who it was now, but it did seem a lot better. I do much prefer the F1 TV coverage. Do they um, on the F1 TV? Do they just stop randomly so they could have the the um, radios come through. Yeah, the radios still come through. Yeah, but do they just stop randomly what they're saying halfway through a well, sentence? They kind of have to. They, never they, pick it up? They, they, they kind of have to stop because otherwise they can't talk over the radio because that's bad TV. So they kind of have to do that. But the radios are really annoying at the moment. Yeah, they, they don't have be... any. They don't have any control. That's part of the live feed. They okay. don't control when that live when that radio comes in. Unfortunately, because okay. Jensen Button just spoke all over it. It was hilarious. Yeah. Well, we got um we had David Coulthard, uh, huh? we had David Coulthard, and um uh, as the as the uh, well, David Coulthard owns the company, doesn't he? Oh no, he no, owns no, Channel Four. No, it's Whisper. Yeah, Whisper. He owns Channel Four, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's not. He's only been on it this year. This is the first year he's been on it. I wonder. Are Whisper doing the F1 TV then? Maybe not. Maybe not. No, F1 are doing. Um, uh, Whisper are definitely doing Channel Four, but I wonder if F yeah. uh, if Whisper have the rights to F1 TV. Because David Coulthard wouldn't so. do anything without Whisper. No, no, because they've got um they've got Sam Collins and uh and all, all the other people from F1 TV on there. So I doubt that's mm. to do with Whisper. But this is a really interesting uh Mexican Grand Prix Sorry. review yeah, is, podcast. Uh, <laughs> talking Sorry, about logistics that's my own and TV uh, brand yeah, yeah, just kicking yeah. in there. No, I get it, I get it. But no, I think Can't David Coulthard would do stuff without without Whisper because he's uh, he's freelancer but also part of Whisper. So well, yeah, he's Whisper. Oh yeah. Him but, and Sonny Ramji or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, right. right let, let's talk about the elephant in the room of of the Texas Grand Prix, which is the disqualifications. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the standings at the moment on the on the official F1 website, and it still has Hamilton in second, but with DQ next to him, then Norris in the third position with a two and 18 points. So it's like they're, it's, they're still leaving them in the positions they finish the race, which is quite good. So that anyone yeah. looking back can be like, oh, okay, so. You know, it, Hamilton Leclerc did do the race, but were disqualified mm. at the end. So I quite like that they've done it that way. Um, Should they be disqualified? What's your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's open and shut. I think the FIA could have dealt with it better, but it is the team's responsibility to to keep the cars in the in the correct condition. What um, I don't understand is why they didn't also test Russells and scientists. So <clears throat> um, I think. They they do test random amounts because they the cars mm. are only in Park Ferme for half an hour after the race, so they have half an hour to carry out these checks. So there's only so many checks they can do, mm-hmm. um, and then they can then extend that if they have reason to believe that there's there's other things that need sorting. But I guess that probably fell outside the half hour window. But to be but honest, they managed my, to get Max and Lando. Yeah, they and they were watching cars on boards, and then they selected or from from behind to see where they were going through the corners, and they selected the four cars that they wanted to look at based on what they were seeing. So they were picking the people that they thought were most likely to be in contravenance. 
you know so okay. it's like it's like picking on a bmw driver for a speed test you know it's, it's that kind of thing so sorry tom if you're in the uh, chat still uh, but um he's got an audi now hasn't he he does have an audi now i think yeah but yeah, so I think it's more to do with that. It's a case of we're not going to be able to catch any or everyone, so let's just try and catch the the worst offenders. Um, yeah. But it is the the it is their responsibility to run the vehicle in a legal condition all the time. Yeah. I think the biggest issue for me is in an era of of ground effect aerodynamics. Why are we having uh, a, a plank of like um, composite on the bottom of the vehicle? and wearing it down and using that to gauge it. Why can't they just have sensors or something like that? I don't see why we have to rely on this. It's not wood anymore, but this plank of like composite material. Mm-hmm. It just, firstly, it looks ugly. Secondly, like what, why do we need it? Why, why can't we? It used to be generally wood, didn't it? Yeah, it did. In 94, it was a plank of wood. It was literally yeah. just a plank of wood, but um, I'm not sure when it changed, but it, it became composite a while back. Okay. Um, but um, is it permaglass? I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um but it's not um, very permanent, if it no, no, exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just don't see the point in the plank, and I always thought this. I, I have to be there. I have to say, like, I, I thought when this regulation set came in, it was the end of the plank. So I was quite surprised to see when they were lifting the cars and in, in, up in the air that the plank mm-hmm. was back again. So I just don't. But surely the plank also is not helping the ground effect as well. Well, that's the point. It's to it's to raise the cars up. Okay. To avoid but no, that, sorry. But... sorry, but also the aerodynamics under the car, mm. because obviously you can't use that center channel yeah. to do anything. I mean, I would um, just find I would find another solution. It just seems such a antiquated system to to have just a, a plank of yeah. thermoglass underneath. I don't get that. Uh, Tom just said it's there for safety. I get the but safety and the reason. Yeah, I get the reasoning as to why it's there, and I'm not denying that. But I am questioning as to why. Yeah, as to what, but then sensors can be tampered, but then there's so many other sensors in those cars that could be tampered and have been tampered for Ari. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they have a they have a minimum ride height now, obviously, because if they stop it in the porpoising and the bouncing and everything, so I, I kind of get they have to raise them up a little even bit. Even with but... a fucking tape measure, you can work out the height of a car. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but we're talking fractions of millimetres here. We're talking 0.002 of a millimetre sometimes. Yeah, but so you it's... can get laser things and yeah. you know sizing so i'm sure it's there's... but there's 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 the the height of a vehicle when it's when it's stationary and the height of a vehicle when it's under load it's going to change a lot um so is but... that the re- yeah i suppose that's the reasoning that when it's under load it's pushing it down and thus it yeah. could look like the ride heights are the same when they're stood next door to each other yeah after race but when yeah. more downforce is pushed on top yeah you know pushing it down yeah but anyway we know what, what do we know we're just two two guys not yeah, then there's lot, nothing so. we know at yeah. all about this. But I just, all. I just feel there's probably a better solution to that nowadays. It seems like yeah. uh, anything that was brought in in 1994, surely there's a better solution to it now. <laughs> but hey, yeah, it's I fine. I'm, I'm sure it's much but, more technical than we're making it out to be. So yeah, I, I'm still intrigued as to why they didn't. Uh, George Russell and Signs surely should have been questioned as well. I mean, I guess like, they they their probably cars should have been questioned. You you they got away so. with it. They got away so. with it. To be honest, I think a lot of people got away with it. Verstappen wouldn't have been uh Verstappen and Perez wouldn't have been um wouldn't have been mm. uh outside because I don't think they they were pushing as hard because of yeah. the uh, the car. I mean, Perez was, but you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll gloss over that. But um. I think that's why Verstappen would have been under it. McLaren, obviously, that car doesn't sit as low, but I reckon you've mm. probably got 
at least four or five other cars that have, have, yeah. have failed that test during yeah. that race. And they like, you know, just saying, okay, thank God for that. I mean, probably not Piastri or Ocon because they didn't last long enough in the race, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not Alonso, but the other guys, I would say at least half of the rest of the field probably had an issue with that and it'd be borderline or, or exceeding, yeah. but we'll never know. We'll never know. Mm. Um, should we leave Austin behind there and move on to Mexico? Yeah, I mean, was there anything else that happened in Austin that we really care about? Um, I'm just it's too long that. ago now. It's too long I ago. I haven't got more points. Third guys disqualified. Russell lucked out. Norris, Norris got a P2 in the end. Yeah, cool. what did I do for my driver ratings for that? I had, um, I had Hamilton on a nine. Yeah. Before he got disqualified, but it's still, you know, oh, Piastri got, yeah, Piastri got DNF. Yeah, him and Ocon collided in turn one. Yeah. It was a decent race, Austin. It always is a decent race. Um, yeah. I had Alonso up there as a decent score again, back up in the sevens and the eights. Uh, and it was Ricardo's first race back, which was okay. You know, it's sprint weekend, so difficult to judge him on a sprint weekend. He was had yeah. to run with Sonoda's setup. I forgot it had a sprint weekend as well. Oh, and another sprint weekend next weekend. Yeah, it's the oh. last one. It's the last one. And you know what? I've got no meetings at all, okay? Between now and qualifying. What time do you think I have a meeting <laughs> on Friday? So, that came in yesterday. Well, I cannot That's... watch a single session live. And as it stands, I'm watching the race Monday afternoon. Wow. It's either that or I watch it at one a.m. when I've got. A... You're not doing yeah. the podcast yeah. on Monday then. Yeah, it says it's either that or I'm watching the uh, I'm watching the race at one a.m. when I get in when I'm starting work at five. Mm, so that means like two hours sleep. So I don't know. I think I, I think I'll probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather do that and have no sleep. Because you're <laughs> wait till Monday. Because I there's no way will I avoid spoilers. Because F1 being so popular nowadays, people at work talk about it. Yeah. So. um it's just frustrating. Especially as they know you you do the podcast. Well, they, they, they don't talk to me because I'm not very popular, but they just talk <laughs> and I hear it. So I, I just I just avoid people at work anyway. I just like <laughs> I just say good morning. My 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 uh my workstation is right near the door. I just basically just walk in, go to my workstation, and just stay out of everyone's way. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, Fun for me. But cool. Right. So Mexico then. Um yeah, I, I mean Mexico's a so, funny one, isn't it? It's it's a bit it's a bit of an odd race. Mexico is it a street track officially? I asked this in the official, and no one fucking answered me. No, it's not officially. It's it's an it's a classic circuit that they've revamped. It's not a street circuit. Um, it's uh, although it's a bit like Albert Park in the fact that it's in a park and yeah, the stadiums and everything else in in it. Yeah, you know? it's a um, yeah, it's a. <laughs> They literally drive through a stadium, which is not a normal stadium. Because yeah, it's good is... for it, it's good for um like for drama, but I don't think it's that great for racing as a circuit. I think it's very it's very difficult to. Uh... Where's the drama? Well, you've got that because of the because of the elevation, not the elevation. Sorry, because of the There's altitude. No elevation. It's flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the altitude, it means it's a bit of a car breaker. I mean, we saw what was it? One, two, three, five, five drivers retire. I know Sergeant was literally just came into pit lane instead of crossing the line, which was very bizarre. But um, <laughs> it can be a bit of a car breaker, and the the drama on lap one, turn one is always difficult because of the uh, because of the draft and the incredibly long straight. It always always an exciting lap one. Yeah. So you do tend to have incidents. Um, 
We didn't have excitement. any this time, did we? Yeah, we had Perez. <laughs> Um, and Leclerc, but yeah, so it's Tom. You're not awake to notice the sarcasm in my voice. No, I'm not awake yet. Jesus Christ, but it was, um, it was, it was, it's just one of those circuits that's difficult to overtake as well. But we saw that that's definitely improved now under the new regulations. It's definitely a lot easier to overtake than it used to be because we saw Leclerc, not Leclerc, Norris passing people Mm -hmm. for fun, yeah, and some of those, some of those overtakes. (laughs) Oh my god! It's like but I'm really blind corners as well. It wasn't where you normally overtake. Yeah. It was just like fuck it. Let's lob it up this corner. There's been a couple of times this year where he's been him in particular have been very close to a ten score. No one's got a ten score this year for me on my mm-hmm. driver ratings. But if he hadn't got a bad restart after the red flag and hadn't fluffed his qualifying lap, he would have been a ten. That's yeah. two things. Like but two the thing fractions is, away. Is that- what would have been Phenomenal. intriguing as to how well he would have done had he not fucked up qualifying? I think he would have been second place. I think he would have been fighting Hamilton for second place. Mm-hmm. Genuinely. Um, I think potentially he would have, well, he would have done a different strategy. He wouldn't have started on the soft, which means he wouldn't have been out of sequence when the red flag came along and then he happened to make that second pit stop just before the red flag. Mm-hmm. So I think that he would have been up there with Hamilton fighting for second place. Um in the race, uh, I think he would have been ahead of the Ferraris potentially on the on the front row with Max Verstappen. So I, mean, I think Verstappen was... still would have won. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously Verstappen didn't get in the front row here, but I, I reckon he potentially could have got pole in that race. In that as, as a race, there were sort of three things that obviously kept me awake, which is obviously uh, the the Perez crash, the um, how the the Norris sort of going up the pack round one but to be and fair then, like Sonoda as well and Sonoda and then uh, those two going through the pack was interesting and then the other thing obviously was the Magnuson crash yep um and then and then then after that again going through the pack and then <laughs> Sonoda having a yeah. having a moment because the uh, the Sonoda. fight for 10th was interesting, where Hulkenberg was trying to hold on to that 10th place and he had Ocon and uh, Gasly and Sonoda mm-hmm. and stuff coming up behind. But uh, you got to say, and like, Sonoda... Alban was in there as well, wasn't he? Yeah, Alban was up in P9. Yeah. Did he finish but, in P9? Yeah. Yeah, he finished in P9. Um, but it was... I think it really showed up, like, because you had the, the guys that are great on tyre wear were, like, Norris and, and Hamilton and, um, and Verstappen... And Leclerc just really streaking away. I mean, where was Science this weekend in the end? I mean, he only finished four seconds behind Leclerc in the end, but he was right. Like, he was just being dropped. He just by left him. into yeah. He just got put into no man's land. But I wonder yeah. whether he got put into no man's land deliberately as team orders. I don't think I so because th- that wasn't of any benefit. Well, it would have been because it would have hurt. It was holding Russell back. That was the challenge. Russell was speeding up behind him at one point. Yeah, well, he was behind and... him on the restart. He was right behind yeah. him because he had the uh, the softer tyres, but he couldn't make them last. Yeah. And then they they both fell away. And then Russell almost got done by Ricardo right at the end as well, which would have been hilarious. But this whole bollocks sometimes about, oh, the hard tyres are faster. Like that, that, the mediums were faster than the... Well, then, and then you just sit there just going, sorry, Verstappen's on the hards and he's doing fucking... You know, super laps. He's better you know. car. I, I think it's it's one of those ones where the the, the hard tire. If you have to, if you have the opportunity to bring it in slowly and then uh, and then push it, 
then you can push it harder. Whereas if you if you have to push it straight out of the blocks like science was, then mm. you you start getting you start getting like um uh, pick up on the tires and and uh, it just it just causes the tires to degrade a lot quicker on the in those early stages. They do clean up a bit after a time, but uh, I, I don't think it's but the best way to bring them in. Leclerc, and the same with the mediums, really. If you push push them too hard too quick, then you have problems, which is why mm. Hamilton, you know, started off like pushing Leclerc but not pushing him too hard just to bring those tires in. And then once he got ahead of him, it was just a case of managing those tires, and he still had enough tire life in it to put a fastest lap in at the end of the race, which I think was phenomenal to be able to do that. Yeah, well, Leclerc Leclerc, I don't know. I think Leclerc did quite well this weekend. Bearing in mind he got smashed and grabbed on that first corner. Yeah, but again, pole position. I think he didn't do particularly anything wrong, but pole position, then at pretty much bang on half distance, we have a red flag, and then he finishes 23 seconds off the lead. Yeah. With half in 30, 35 laps. Yeah. And they're short laps as well. You know, so very short laps. The fact that Norris finishes 33 seconds behind the lead and has come from at that point P12. Yeah, I think he was eight on the restart, and then he uh, he dropped to 12 because he got a bad restart. So yeah, he and he and he had to overtake well, the cars. Going, uh, yeah, I thought he went back five spaces, but yeah, yeah, it's four. Either either way, it was he dropped several places, two, three, four places yeah. uh, at the start, at uh, the restart. So to get up there into P five, I think is that would have been another podium for McLaren, yeah. and that car I think will work everywhere. It's they were worried mm-hmm. about Mexico and they were worried about Brazil, but they're more optimistic for Brazil now that they've seen how well they ran in Mexico. So yeah. I love Brazil. I love the Brazilian Grand Prix. I'm really looking forward to this one, but unfortunately, it's don't know one of those races that I can never remember. I, like, remember, got, I think I remember I every Brazilian Grand good. Prix. I know it's good, but I can't. I, I, in my head, I can't tell you the. I can't tell you any features of the track. I can't tell you oh, where it is. It's amazing. So many great memories from Brazil over the years. I'm going to have to look at the Brazilian track because I literally can't think of it. So you've got the switch back on turn one and turn two. Uh, you've got like, it's like a little less situation. So you've got, uh, it's uh, it's an anti-clockwise circuit. So you you drive down to turn one, you've got a hard left and then a hard right and then a hard left into into a long straight, into uh, mm-hmm. a braking zone. Then that's where the Verstappen-Hamilton almost collision was, where Verstappen just massively pushed Hamilton off um, okay. into was it turn four. Um and yeah, and then it's got like another kind of twisty section onto the long straight at the at the back where you've got a long twisted straight. That is a mad between twelve and one. Surely that's all flat out. Um. Oh, sorry. Yeah, at the end of the lap. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, because it's just a massive bend. Yeah. Yeah, that's where the is is that Glock moment happened. Okay. So I don't really like. I'm just looking at it. I don't really remember it at all. It's a great circuit. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> did I where Verstappen pushed Hamilton out? He's like, because Hamilton deserved it. <laughs> yes, Tom. No yes. prizes for guessing your uh, loyalties there. Yeah, well, I, yeah. He's a bit so you a... can, as you can tell by this podcast already, you've not, uh, you've not, we've we've not done a what Carl thought happened for this week. <laughs> yeah, because basically, I forgot. yeah i mean it's Um, very it's very on brand for us yeah basically i forgot like much like like i forgot to do the podcast last week i forgot to do the podcast so i mean what happened with with russell he like all weekend he just wasn't on hamilton's pace was he because he's shit next question okay 
<laughs> I thought you were going to give me some of this newfound amazing. Uh, no, no, right, <laughs> amazing I, I only had a few. I, I mean, Russell was just. Do you know what? He's just not that good. Um, but like, he 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 did quite well in the scheme of things, but he's not on Hamilton, and it really is this year is proving a little. Um, a little the, the point which I think we all had well a lot of us casual fans if you will question last year um, <laughs> um, I'm just making me laugh uh, uh, because he's it's it's all about the drivers and not about the cars this year because mm-hmm. there is one driver out of every team that is better than the other okay maybe but, not but- just uh-huh, probably so probably Alpine as well. Alpine are very very tight. I mean, one is, is it Gasly's just ahead of Ocon in the championship. It's eleven points now, but um, I think that's that's a fairly close battle. Yeah, and like, and to be fair, the McLaren drivers are fairly close in terms and, and of the, driving. They're not they're not in terms of points because no, of but the Ferrari drivers. That that's a strong battle because yeah. uh, Leclerc is a stronger performer, but Science has got the points lead. Yeah, but it, but it, what it, what I'm saying is, it's proving that it's about drivers and not about the cars yes. this year. Last yeah. the, two years ago, last year, I can't even remember. It was all about, oh well, he he's got the better car and he's not a better driver. Yeah, there it's is quite... no, there is nothing anyone can say that Verstappen is not the best driver. I definitely say that having the strongest car has helped. Sorry, yeah, Perez has the strongest car. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I think even no matter who you put into that that second car, they will even if it's Alonso. Which I mean, yeah, I, I, had say, I had the same conversation. I don't, I don't think Alonso matches Verstappen. No, I don't think anyone matches Verstappen, and this is probably th- this probably not in, probably not in that car. But then equally, I think if you put Verstappen in the the Aston Martin or in the Ferrari, I think he would struggle. To match the people that are the incumbent in that team, as but well. he would out, he would out far outstrip Alonso or Stroll or whoever else is in that other car. I think it's one of these situations. If you put anyone in a Red Bull with Verstappen, they would struggle. Verstappen oh, in any of the other cars second. would do better. Yeah. So, like, if you put Verstappen with Hamilton, it would be it would be a it would be a fight, and um, Hamilton over the course of a season would probably come out on top in a Mercedes. If you put Hamilton in a in a Red Bull over a season. Yeah. I think Verstappen destroys him. Yeah. Because because Red Bull is so in tune to the way that Verstappen drives. And Which the same with Mercedes. Problem, and we've said that, you know, this is their problem. But it's the same, and it's the same with every team. They're always gonna go for But it's not it's not because the McLarens have two drivers that are very similar in style. And that's mm-hmm. where they've done really well. Yeah. Is that the McLarens are similar in style, similar in in outlook and, and drivability. So that's why that's why it suddenly kicked in is because they've obviously been taking on board what both drivers have said this year, and they've now got two minds instead of you know any pretty much any of the other teams um, that have two very different drivers, they're pulling in two different directions, and they can only build one car. I think what they're doing is is they will they will build the fastest car they can. And then try and make it work for the driver without compromising speed. And if that means that it doesn't suit that driver, then they just that doesn't matter. Because if the other driver can do it, then they're going to go in that direction. If yeah. if you've got someone else in that Red Bull, 
they probably go down a completely different development direction because Max can make that car work in that condition, whereas yeah. Perez can't. So it's not like they're, they're putting it in the style of Max Verstappen. They're putting mm-hmm. it in the fastest style and Max can deal with it. Perez can't, yeah. if that makes sense. So like Norris says like he hates the way the, the McLaren drives, but mm-hmm. it's the quickest way to drive. Yeah, he would he would like it a lot more stable, but mm-hmm. it's not. And then the difference was Ricardo couldn't deal with that, whereas Piastri can. Yeah. So yeah. that just means he um he just prefers well doesn't prefer he can adapt to that style better than Ricardo could. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Ricardo likes car very much like Max Verstappen as well, which is why they were so close when they were in Red Bull together. So, which is interesting because if the, if Max likes it, Danny Rick showed some good pace this week. Mm-hmm. Um, got into the points. Had some amazing battles. Well, he started in the points, great, didn't he? And he stayed there. Great qualifying. Yeah, yeah, he dropped two places, but he's in a fucking Alpha Tauri. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, it's really annoying that Yuki Tsunoda made those two errors because, like, driver ratings-wise, uh, I think I had Ricardo at an eight, and then Tsunoda, despite having such a great race, gets a six just because yeah. he had those those two really bad errors and and just showed his immaturity again, which I thought had kind of gone out of him by now. But it's going to be it's going to be an interesting dynamic in the last three races. That I really hope we get some decent comparisons between Sonoda and Ricardo is, for the last three races. Sonoda, Sonoda wanted it too much, and that's where it, he just pushed too hard. He should yeah. have. And 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 the amount of times that the commentators, um, Martin Brundle, kept going on about it, and obviously you wouldn't have heard was. It's all about patience. It's all about patience. It's all about yeah. patience here. And then cut to Snowden just doing a fucking one on the side. And yeah, but the thing is, he had the... not even like let's talk about that first instant as well. Yeah, we haven't really talked about that. I mean, that was um just just a quick lock off the Sonoda thing as okay. well. Like he had the collision with with Piastri, and as the car's off track, instead of getting back on track and racing, he's there just going, uh. And like <laughs> punching the steering wheel, so just get back on with it. You can argue about it afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, with Perez, he was just it was Max said it in as my wife called it, Max Verstappen's podcast, i.e. the cool down room. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, he just has different guests each week. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was he said in this podcast. He has a few that, regulars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he had his um, uh, he had his he's saying to his guests on his podcast that the uh, the if Perez pulls that off, he looks like a he looks like a you know. It looks like a genius, but if it fails like it did, then um, then it's uh, it just makes him look a bit silly. So yeah, as Verstappen said there, you know sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You just got to accept that, which is a very mature yeah. attitude. But he didn't say that when he went around the outside of Hamilton in Monza and ended up on top of him. He just said, "Oh, yeah. that's what happens when you don't leave space." So yeah, yeah. And Hopefully I, he's learned. Whose fault was it then? That's Perez, hundred percent Perez. Like he had room on the outside, I, he wouldn't have kept the position. But you've got to give it a try. We had, he had he had such an overspeed and such a better start than everyone else around him that he had to try it. The Ferrari's just completely bogged down. Verstappen yeah. straight through the middle, and uh, and yeah, so he had to give it a go. Um, mm. But he just turned in too much. It was very similar to Hamilton in Qatar. You know, he just yeah. he just didn't leave enough space. There was tight there was space on the outside. Leclerc couldn't go anywhere. You know, it was Verstappen and Leclerc right up against each other and Perez turned into them both. It was very similar, again, to Sonoda around Piastri. Yeah. He had the space. He didn't leave him enough space. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's completely his fault. Yeah. I don't think he knows that. I agree. He's, it was his... I think there was not. Yeah, there was nothing. And he even admitted that. 
But obviously that memo didn't get to the to the uh the the audience. Yes, because they're all booing Leclerc, weren't they? Like talk about immaturity. Like, what is wrong with these people? Mm. I don't even understand. Like, if they're hardcore fans, they should fucking know better. And if they are casual fans, then you don't know better because you have it. You've I've completely lost you. Oh, that's a very sexy pause there. There you go. Are you back? No, you're still frozen. I wonder if that came through as a sexy pause because it was fine with me and I could see you. No, it was, yeah, it was, I don't know. I'm going to have to to live stream now. Yeah. We'll have to, yeah, when, when I rip the audio for the live stream because I forgot to hit record. <laughs> there we go. You can tell it's early. Oh, no, there is a pause. I've just watched the live stream. Yeah. See, sexy pause. It's good, isn't it? Wow, and my face just looks confused. <laughs> well, that's what you look like most of the time anyway. Yeah, brilliant. Anyway, there's a sexy pause. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. They're dropping out. Anyway, where were we? Um, what were we saying? Uh, the audiences. Uh, right, yeah. So if you were a, a serious fan, you'd be, if you were serious uh, wow, Robot Carl's back. Uh, for fuck's sake, really? <laughs> try again, try again. You're back. You're going to have to cut this shit out. Right. If you were a serious... I do look, not look unimpressed. Anyway, if you were a serious <laughs> fan... <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Come on, let's get this point out. Right. I've got yeah. a haircut booked in 40 minutes. If you're a serious fan, why are you booing? Because you should know better. If you're not a serious fan, why are you booing? Because you don't know enough. And you're only there, what, on nationalism? Because Perez is driving? What the fuck are you there for? Exactly fuck that. Off. Stop booing. Stop being assholes. Stop being cunts. Fuck off. Oh, I'm going to have to bleep the C word, aren't I? Um, yeah, it was... Uh... the only word you have to be? I never understand that. Uh, okay, fine. Um, yeah, I I think it is what you said. It's nationalism. It's it's the kind of the football fan mentality. Yeah, but no, this is not football. This is Formula One. This is a higher class of sport. Ew, look at me. I'm a higher <laughs> class of sport. I like Formula One. <laughs> You're better Seriously. than your, your riffraff from the old soccer ball. Yeah, yeah. at least what you call it soccer. If you call it football here, yeah, Jesus, you'd be killed. Um, mm. why is, um, well, it makes it, 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 it fills in the gaps between the polo season. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just ridiculous, like, why they were, although, um, the fans in the pit were calmer this year. Mm. I will say, like, I I think, uh, like, it's very much the Sergio Perez Grand Prix. And every single Max Verstappen Grand Prix we've had, i.e. the Dutch Grand Prix, is Max Verstappen has won. So we've not seen what the fans are going to be like. But I reckon the Dutch fans will be worse than the Mexican fans when it comes to, like, causing chaos. If if Verstappen got taken out in turn one by someone in uh, in Zandvoort, I think there will be chaos. There'll be track invasions and all kinds, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but you have that when you have an entire country behind one driver. 
and we um we very much saw it in Schumacher's years as well with the Germans not quite as much they were much more efficient in their chaos um and we um we see it with um with various other types of uh, drivers well anyone Brazilian anyone in that kind of um mm-hmm. that North American South American border territory uh you do tend to get very passionate fan base around there because I, I don't want to kind of pigeonhole but maybe it's to do with like the 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 style of life and and the fact that they've they're very kind of underprivileged in, in a lot of it, but uh, certainly the fans are so anyway. I'm just, I'm just saying this is the most middle-class sport. And down you yeah. peasants. You've now just pissed off the whole of the Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> so more, like, more like by calling them under... <laughs> well, it's, I mean, you look at the Brazilian Grand Prix and like literally the favelas are, are behind the circuit. You've got homelessness and crime happening all around the circuit because it's underprivileged. Oh, it's... I do the track now. I generally do. Yeah. And uh... it's not so much in Mexico, but uh, <laughs> certainly that area of Brazil is very underprivileged. Sao Paulo is, is, is it's, it's very like you've got, you've got incredible wealth and extreme poverty right next to each other. Yeah. And, the, and the sporting fans tend to come from the extreme poverty areas in those countries. <laughs> while in our country more richer world. yes exactly yeah you've got them you've got the multi the multi world, billionaires the western world as well does that count as the western world i, I don't know does. but but we're we're losing you again <laughs> yeah this is fun this is fun doing this podcast just talking to myself half the time Let's wait for Carl to come back. <laughs> nope. Meep mop, robot Carl. Meep mop. Are you back? <laughs> are you back now, are you? Hello. 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 Who's oh my god. Of the day. Your internet That's connection. <laughs> okay, let's do this. This then, who's driver of the day? Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's let's lock this off. Uh, for me, driver of the day was Lando <laughs> Norris. Trying... Do you know what it is? It's my boy watching, um, watching Minecraft videos. That's what's killing my internet. And I bet he's ah, on the pad. Probably. And yeah. I bet the TV's working. And I bet it's all going. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going for Lando. I'm, I'm going for Lando Norris for for uh, for driver of the day for me. I think that was phenomenal performance. Uh, y- Yuki would have been in with it if he hadn't crashed. I think for me, it's Danny Rick or purely on his qualifying and purely because he's dragged that car through the system, which he should never have done. Um, and it's like Danny Rick or... or, or but then the, my, the problem with the drive of the day, and it's happened a couple of times, but the drive of the day is Perez or Lando or I think even Alonso. But the reason is that they're is because they've failed somewhere in qualifying and they've started at the back. So I always find it hard to give that as driver of the yeah, day. Yeah, no, that's fair. When they failed. Yeah, to get, no, I I, I got the same strategy, but the reason I've said Norris is because like he he recovered and then he got inconvenienced mm-hmm. by the red flag, which put yeah. him back. Uh, three or four places and then he yeah. recovered again and those overtakes were just stunning so that's why I'm still saying yeah. I'm still saying Lando Norris okay but I think he excelled despite the errors mm-hmm. 
I think Danny Rick, because he qualified amazingly well. And then he He did. Um and he and he didn't and he didn't fuck it up. It would have been interesting he, to see where Sonoda would have qualified had he not had the engine change. Yeah. Because I think he would have been in Q3 as well, but probably wouldn't have been up there as high as Ricardo. But, but what was interesting with that was everyone was saying, oh, the only reason that Ricardo is in Q3 is because um, Sonoda was giving him toes. Well, yes, I slightly agree. But then in Q3, he held his own. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's just look at the uh, where is the uh, the qualifying times here. So, what we got? Ricardo in Q two got a one seventeen seven, and then he got mm-hmm. a one seventeen three in Q three. So he still improved in Q three. Yeah. Um, and the other times around him, yeah. I mean, he he still, yeah. I mean the. The times around him, yeah, he would have definitely got a benefit to get into Q three with Sonoda doing mm. that, but I, I think he, I think he's there anyway. I don't yeah. even think he's there anyway. Oh, the one thing we didn't talk about, what is the qualifying and stack gate? Yeah, we can just touch on that before we go. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Oh, well, I, yeah, we can do dick of the day. I think this this is really relates to my dick of the day, which yeah. Is going to be that is qualifying in general at the moment. It just feels like such it like everyone's being a dick about it, and no one's helping each other out, and no one's being sensible with it. The whole like, pit lane thing, like you can't play games in the pit lane. Yeah, the pit lane should be you enter at a constant speed, you stop and you go. You do not alleviate. You do not change your speed because you mm-hmm. can't have people racing in the pit lane. You can't have people doing strange things because yeah. on the racetrack. The racetrack is set up and it has Arco barriers. It has you know, uh, Tech Pro, uh, mm-hmm. tire barriers, all that kind of stuff. And all demarked out in certain ways and marshals are everywhere. But they're all there in safe positions. Everything around the track is designed to be hit and be safe. In the pit lane, mm-hmm. you have people, you have cars. You can't fuck around in the pit lane. Yeah. It's not on. It's a bit more open. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's completely open. There's, there's, no, there's no barriers in there. It's all, it's all yeah. just, uh, it's your people and rigs and, and, yeah. um, yeah, it should be you enter at a constant speed. You leave at a constant speed. Until you are on the racetrack, you cannot adjust your speed unless yeah. you're avoiding an incident like someone pulling out in front of you or that kind of thing. And then once you yeah. enter the track, you're not allowed to stop. Yeah. Because you're not allowed to stop on a live racetrack. You're not allowed to go unnecessarily slowly. They were Three drivers were guilty of that. Two of them had stopped just beyond the pit lane line, and the other was just behind the pit lane line. So Alonso should have got away with it. I forget there was Verstappen and one other. I forget who the other one was, but they, yeah, they 100% should have got a uh, penalty for me because they were on a live racetrack and stationary. And to be honest, they should have got it for in the pit lane anyway, but just Mm -hmm. the way the rules are at the moment, it doesn't exist. So they need to sort that out because it's not right. Yeah. This this is not the first time this has happened and it's, Getting tedious now. It's really getting tedious, and I'm slightly too, fed up of it. I think they need like, to put in a they need to put in a technical directive now for Brazil, just yeah, to say. I don't know why they haven't done it. Why did they not do it last time when it? Yeah, happened? I know. Three, but now, because ago, they not Austin, but the one before. I can't because Qatar. they know they because they know they can get away with it. They're going to keep doing it now for yeah. the rest of the season. We're going to see. We're going to see it again in Brazil. We're yeah. we're definitely going to see it in Las Vegas. Yeah. So like, I, I just, just don't yeah. understand as to what it's, and especially in Las Vegas, which is going to be so many unknowns as well. 
Yeah. It's not like a track that I've been to. So to then start fucking around like that in, in the pit, in that pit lane, it's just fucking dangerous. Yeah. So the, my dicks of the day are the three of the three that are obviously, that were obvious doing it. That's not that they were the only three that are doing it. You know, the Alonso, Verstappen and Russell for that reason, because it's just mm. dick moves. I'm not saying that they are, it, that, that had landed. So being in their position at that point, that he would that they would have that he would have not done it, you know. Yeah. Just um, because there's no rule to say you shouldn't do something doesn't mean you shouldn't do something. Yeah. It doesn't say explicitly in the in the rule book that you can't throw a red shell out of your car at the car behind, but you still <laughs> shouldn't do it. Why did I suddenly think of Russia there? Um yeah. I was going Mario Kart, but you know, <laughs> Russia. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about red shells and i was just like oh dear Wait, are there, no is there, what color are they? what's the blue shell oh that's the one that flies that's what takes the leader out okay there we go uh, yeah we yeah. could use that we need a few more blue shells <laughs> right on that on that very crazy note anyway, i think we should end what's, uh, what's your dick of the day oh yeah i'm going with fia for not okay, putting something in place there we go. Well, I'm still going with the drivers for being a dicks but yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. yeah drivers for being dicks fia for not stopping the drivers being dicks yeah. Yeah. so basically everyone's a dick right yeah. <laughs> let's see you later bye bye If we get any females, do we in the driver's seat? Do we? We can't really call them dicks, can we? Hmm. Vag of the day. No, we can't do that. Fanny of the day. <laughs> I don't know.